Welcome back to the Principles series on my podcast. This is Arlen. I hope you're having an incredible day wherever you are in the world listening to this. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, my next principle that I strive to live by, and it is the principle of extreme ownership. So um, again, once again, I am just to set the scene here. I'm recording this from um, my lovely home, and I'm surrounded by nature and blue skies and butterflies, literally, and birds and nature. And it's amazing. I've got a nice little cup of coffee here, and I've got my setup, my notes. I'm very, very happy. And so I bring you this good energy and this podcast, and I hope that you enjoy it. So we're talking about extreme ownership today. I got the concept of extreme ownership from a lot of people know the former Navy SEAL Jocko Willink, who talks about this concept in, in relation to the Navy and the Army and how if you have a room full of leaders, right, and they go and they're a room full of Navy SEALs and they go on a mission and one of their, you know, something bad happens and, you know, someone gets blown up or somebody, somebody gets shot and, and is killed. And what happens in that situation is they assess the mission after and they go around the room and all the, all the uh, Navy SEALs in the mission, basically what happens is they go around and they start explaining why it was their fault. And every single person that's a leader, even if it couldn't have possibly been their fault, they come up with some kind of reason where it was not their fault. This was also a principle I learned, you know, I wasn't in the Navy or anything, but I learned this through the world of sports. You know, I played hockey and if, um, you know, if the other team scored a goal, we were basically, we were basically responsible. Even if like, you know, it was like, uh, it, it was maybe like, you know, uh, almost like a, a one-on-two situation or a one-on-one situation where the other, the other team like got the puck, started skating up the side and burned everybody. And it was a one-on-one with a defender. And then maybe the defender, like, I don't know, like just goes for the puck instead of the body. And the guy just like slips it through his legs and then goes and scores a goal, right? Everyone on the team is expected, even though it seems like that was the guy who it was his fault. Even if I was on the other end of the ice, like being held back and like, Maybe there's even a penalty happening toward me. I still have to say why it was my fault, right? And obviously the goalie can say it was my fault. I should have stopped the puck. The defender who lost, you know, lost his balance or went for the puck instead of the body could say it was my fault. And then every other person, even people on the bench could say why it was their fault. So, you know, when you start to live like that, um, everything, this mentality that everything bad happens in your life is your fault, even if it doesn't seem like you had direct control, Your life gets a lot better, and my argument is a lot more fun. So um, I'm going to give you another example from my life where my uh, a couple years ago, I was dating this girl, and um, I basically made this whole entire relationship I was in like super public, and it was public from the get-go. Like I didn't wait for the period where I was determining if it was like healthy and good, and there were red flags and red flags, and anyway, I kept... um, I kept showing off that I had this this girlfriend because obviously, obviously she was attractive and they put her on my YouTube channel and I did all this stuff and basically it was it was a very bad relationship. You know, it's nothing like the one I'm in now, um, but I ignored all these red flags and she ended up essentially like cheating on me at Coachella and um, posted a picture with another guy and it was like a paparazzi photo. The guy was this like celebrity. And everyone saw it. And I was more, I was like completely embarrassed, right? But in that time, you know, I, I, everyone was blaming her. I was like, oh my God, what a snake. Like, what an awful girl. Like, that girl sucks. But I looked at it. I was like, this is my fault. 
you know, and I, I could have blamed her. I could have been like, oh, she's, she's terrible. But I mean, especially in retrospect, I see how I went wrong. And life doesn't serve you if you blame other people. Life will only serve you if you look at things as your fault. And so because I looked at that as my fault, I looked at, okay, well, in the future, if I don't want something like that to happen, what can I do? What can I do to make sure that doesn't happen, to make sure someone else doesn't treat me like that, to make sure no girl entering my sphere would ever think to do something like that? And so obviously thinking like that, your life improves because you view, you know, everything is your life in, in your life is something that you can potentially control or at least have some impact on. So that is... um. That, that is uh, very important. And I wrote down in my notes, leaders do their job and feel responsible for the web-like network effects of contagious energy and leading by example. So, so yeah, I mean, even if like you, you imagine you're playing soccer and like you're on the bench, even if you're on the bench and the other team scores, how could that possibly be your fault, right? And so think about that and use that analogy in other areas of your life. Why aren't you making the money you want? You know, is it because... Uh, you haven't, you didn't grow up with rich parents and you don't have financial means. Well, no, that's, it's your fault. That's, you have to view that as an advantage, right? And that you're motivated now. Right? So, so look at everything in your life as a possible way of, of, uh, of, of motivation and of essentially looking at like all the problems in your life, things that aren't the way you want and go, that's my fault. And another reason this is, I said, life is more fun this way is because, when you look at everything in your life that isn't going your way is your fault, it's actually an opportunity because now you go, okay, there's a problem. That's something that I can fix in the future. So what systems can I build for myself to make sure I fix that problem? And in my personal opinion, as a you know high T guy, is I love building and I love creating and I love making systems. So anytime there's a problem, I'm like, oh, awesome. Like opportunity. Uh, Jocko Willing is also famous for this talk called Good. If you watch it on YouTube, it's called Good, Jocko. And uh, it's like, oh, no, like I got fired from my job. Good. Opportunity to find a better job. Oh, no, my ex-girlfriend cheated on me. Or my girlfriend cheated on me. Good. Opportunity to find a better girl. Okay. Right? So you kind of get the, the whole concept of like when things aren't going well in your life, when things are going bad, when, you know, you have a, a disaster happen, it's not only is it good, but it's your fucking fault. But that's also good because now it's your fault and you know you can fix it instead of being a helpless little pussy bitch. So that's the message. Don't be a helpless little pussy bitch. Go and take account- accountability for all the things that are wrong in your life. And uh, my action step for you today is look at the last thing, the last unfavorable thing that happened to you and build a system in your life so that it is ultimately fixed. And go and do that. And Watch how amazing your life becomes when you start to realize that, you know, all the bad things that have happened to you are your fault. And because they're your fault, you can now do things that fix them. You take accountability and you then are motivated to take action and make sure that doesn't happen again. So hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one.